0: Of all the ways we approach creating content to attract and engage our audience or our followers, we often don't have a very clear view of how it looks to the people coming across it in their threads and in their emails. I'm not saying that nobody thinks about it. We are always trying to entertain and inform in some way. But the truth is, most of us are doing a lousy job at creating content that people would actually look for instead of just coming across. And this will continue to happen unless we can answer the question, what's in it for them? you're listening to it all works i'm your host jason wheeler and this is episode 17 what's in it for them some of you may have had some thoughts about the amount of engagement you're getting from all your efforts in content creation what you might think is a well-written and timed post or blog doesn't seem to get the applaud it deserved you could contribute that to lots of different things like the size of your following or the algorithms but the truth is your content is only being seen by a fraction of your followers because they aren't looking for it. There is no anticipation. They aren't waiting for the next message you are sharing. And the reason is, there isn't anything in it for them. What needs to exist so there's something in it for them? Let's roll through the list and see if you can find something that will help you. Celebrity. This is one of the biggest, but probably the least likely path for most people. Celebrity status is actually some kind of gravitational pull. It draws people in because it makes them feel connected and informed about someone they admire. But it also keeps them in the loop about someone a lot of other people know and talk about. Part of following a celebrity is knowing about today's culture. Nobody wants to feel like they're out of the loop. So that's part of the gravitational pull I was talking about. But there is an added bonus to being a celebrity. They don't need to create content that is extra special. Almost anything they do or say will grab some people's attention. I know this because when I go on vacation and share a photo, my two dozen likes pales in comparison to the celebrity that gets several hundred thousand. And yet my vacation could actually have been better and more entertaining. And still, celebrities and their attraction get more attention with less effort. Celebrity doesn't automatically mean movie or rock star. There are some business people and personalities that have celebrity status without actually being on radio or television. But celebrity isn't realistic for most of us. It's good to be aware of, But let's move on. The next one is a little more realistic. A leader. Now, I'm not talking about political, religious, or business leader. Those people still fall into the celebrity status. No, the leader I'm referring to is the person leading in a particular niche, or they lead us into the future by creating and sharing something new and groundbreaking that is useful and in demand. What we have witnessed often is leaders becoming celebrities. For instance, the guy who co-founded PayPal Do you know him? Yes. That's Elon Musk. Or that really tall guy with the deep voice that talked about healing your own life with mindset changes. You know who I'm talking about? It's Tony Robbins. Their celebrity was a result of being a leader. They came forward and brought something into the world that was new or helpful, but they were focused and relentless with their efforts. That's all they did. That's all they shared. If they didn't, you weren't going to buy into it unless they were totally committed. And they were. They were super niched in, and most importantly, they were trying to solve a problem, and they were keeping their promise by doing so. Anyone can become a leader in their niche. It's just up to them as to how they go about it. Being a value giver is the next example. And this is quite different from the celebrity and the leader. Their content doesn't get an easy pass. They aren't the talk of the town. They are actually a hidden gem or a best-kept secret. They create content that people see value in. It could be entertainment value or valuable information, and what they do has a bigger impact than most. So if it's more entertaining, it's worth searching for, like you would for your favorite TV program. And if their information is more valuable, then it's worth going back to get some more. But there's one caveat. Their content must consistently bring value, always entertaining and informative. If they stop doing that for a little while, they lose their audience. Now, this might seem like hard work, but the point of entry is easier than celebrity or leader. You just keep bringing value and people will keep showing up. The last example is association and obligation. It's not my favorite thing to talk about, but there is something nice about having people show up to support you. Even if it's for something that doesn't help or serve them directly, it's good to know there are people that will cheer you on. The reason I like this one the least, because it muddies the water. They are not your ideal follower and people have fallen into the trap Believing the engagement and following you have is a reflection of your ability to attract and impact other people's lives. It might be best to remember they are there to support your efforts, but they might not be supporting your cause. Celebrity, leader, value giver, plus associates and obligations. These are the things that people show up for. These are the types that make up a lot of the big numbers you see on other people's social media bios. There's just one problem, and I mentioned it in a previous episode. There are people with huge followings with fake or bought followers, likes, and comments. This is done to try and bolster the perception of the first three categories I just shared. It doesn't mean it's all fake, and there's really no way of actually getting there. There are people that have successfully grown a large following without buying a single follow. The root idea for this episode is about what's in it for them. It's sharing what has to be in place to grow a large audience that is highly engaged on a regular basis. I'm talking about people that will regularly take the time to consume your content and interact with you or it, or they have looked for or have anticipation for your content. Because the truth is, if you're planning on making your message reach further, or you're trying to grow your business, the people who are going to become your messengers or your clientele are somewhere in the most active portion of your following. Now, I've looked at some of my previous content posts, and I can be honest. Some were good, but most of them do nothing to help my cause. I don't have celebrity status, and as far as I know, I'm not a leader in any particular niche, yet. However, I can share value, and that's when my best pieces of content have shined. And it wasn't me sharing all my trade secrets or giving away valuable information that I would have normally reserved for my clients. But I can still educate, share, and teach on some pretty important online business topics, niche and market segment being my main one. When I look at people who have succeeded from the same skill set and position as me, I see a lot of things that most of us don't do. They are relentless in sharing and reaching out with their message and making sure there is value in it. They make sure every single time they give value to a portion or all of their followers. I notice that there seems to be a naturally evolving storyline. Their content seems to be a path to some degree and we kind of know where it's going. It's likely been planned out more carefully. We all plan our next post, and then create them, and voila. But I think when you're trying to grow an audience, it's important to maintain the attention of the audience you already have, and the new members too. This was a more important discovery than I thought, because people seem to do something that rotates their audiences out. They will either leave, or stop engaging, or even paying attention. It's like being in an audience for a guest speaker, and people are still walking in. And while this is happening, the speaker decided to play catch-up with the new people, while the audience that was already there needs to see new things, but instead they end up seeing things they already have. And this will lead them to believe that's all the person has to offer, a short loop of information that is stuck on repeat. The people who have made it do have speaking points they do repeat, but realize it's only a portion of what they do. They keep the story rolling along. Everyone is on a journey with them, and they will present you new ways of receiving their message, and be creative in doing so. And if the newbies that have just joined and discovered them want to get the background story, they will make sure there is enough breadcrumbs leading to the content that will help them catch up. And the bonus is even more engagement across more pieces of content. Thankfully, there does come a time when you can share content that fits in with the rest that is not as creatively intensive. And as people get to know your work and your message, they will become more interested to know you. And so every once in a while, you can share a part of your day or life with them. How much you are comfortable with is up to you but if you have created some anticipation for your content sharing some ad hoc life content will be welcomed and can take things further for example when a person who co-founded paypal first got on the scene he was a nobody but when he became a leader and then shortly after a celebrity people now break out into heavy discussion about what he named his child there's a gradual slope that takes someone from having associates and obligatory followers to being a value giver, and then to being a leader, and then a celebrity. It takes time. Of course, you could do something outstanding, spectacular, crazy, or even stupid to become a celebrity of sorts. You might even end up trending, but then what are you going to do to back it up with? You might be a one-hit wonder, and it might not be for something good, and that serves no one, especially not you. Looking at the four categories, it might help you realize what step you're on, or what status you're at. What you might need to make it to the next level. So what's in it for them, the audience, the followers? Well, hopefully something worthy of their time. Something worth spending their attention on, because time is a resource and everyone has a limited supply. To get someone's attention and keep it, they must see it as a good use of their time. It might not seem like we calculate what time is worth, but we do, in a split second. Some people are careful with it and some are careless but we still calculate if what we are going to pay attention to is worth it. What a lot of people experience and accept as normal is a moderate size following, maybe a few hundred people. When your content is posted, you maybe get the attention of a handful of people. They accept this as normal because it's the kind of results most, almost everyone is getting. But that doesn't mean what they are doing is effective. It might just mean they are doing as good as the average person, who, I will add, is not providing riveting content. They might be getting the same 2% of their following liking or commenting, and of those, they just might be most of their associates and obligatory follows. I know some people would rather accept this as normal, because there is lots of proof that it is, but it's not what gets results. If you really can make an impact and you connect with the right people, 2% is a joke. If you're really helping people and your ideal audience can find you, That's when real success happens. You see those people with huge followings? Never mind how they manage to get there. There's a few right ways and a lot of wrong ways. But let's take a look at their engagement. If they have 100,000 followers and get 500 likes and 50 comments on a post, do you really think they are very effective? To a person with 1,000 followers, 500 likes is a dream come true. But it's a lousy half percent of engagement to a 100k audience. That's a lot of silence from such a big crowd. Creating a stream of content that is impactful, important, and valuable to the right audience is key. And this is very difficult to do a piece at a time. Now more than ever, it's vital to plan out content to make sure it's a good path for people to take a journey on. Don't think about the one post that will shine. Think about a collection of posts that will really set you apart from everyone else. Content planning for online marketing and your business is a must. If you're not doing it, you should. If you can't, Hire for your weakness and find someone who can help you with it. You've probably heard about how much content gets uploaded on the internet every hour, every day, and it's an astounding number. Just remember, a large portion of it is ineffective. Look at the average amount of downloads per podcast episode. I think it's 143, I believe. Videos? The majority gets less than 100 views. Instagram, by the math, would indicate 1,200 likes is the average, and the median is 200, which also means the true number for the majority of people is much lower, likely below 100 or even 50 likes. We have created a ton of content and have accepted some pretty meager results. Don't you think it's time you change that for yourself? The answer to what's in it for them is likely going to give you clarity on what kind of result you will get from your efforts. We need to stop thinking about pushing out average noise and start getting really smart and brave about creating high impact content. Because unless you're some sort of a celebrity, it's not gonna be easy to pass off everything you do as solid gold. Making it all work. Every week in this part of the podcast, I try to give you a piece of advice that could help your marketing efforts on the current topic. And while gathering this information to share with you, it comes down to one simple starting point. And it's actually a point of view. And it's one that's widely used in retail, but it can apply here. Simply put, shop yourself, which means you need to take a look at what you offer from your potential audience's point of view. And you have to do it in an unbiased way. It's not as easy as you think. If you could take all your posts on one social media platform and put them in chronological order and look at your timing and storyline, look closely for congruency and value. You might notice there is no storyline. There is no path. And people discover each post is acting independently instead of together. This is what needs to change. Change your subject matter too swiftly from one post to the next and you rarely have the same people and more show up. If your timing is spaced out incorrectly, people could tune out. Shop yourself. And if you don't feel you got enough info from doing that, ask someone who will be honest with you about what they think of one post to the next throughout a three-month span. I know this seems like a chore, but to be honest, the vast majority of us aren't celebrities and it means we need to do the work to improve our reach. I know you can do it. I'm certainly going to try a lot harder with this. Let's see what happens. Thanks for listening to the 17th episode of the It All Works podcast. I hope you got some helpful information about high-impact content planning and making sure there's always something in it for your audience and followers. If you have any questions, you can email me from this episode's webpage on the itallworks.com website. And if you want to join in the conversation about this week's topic, you can do that by joining the It All Works Facebook group, where I continue the conversation about each weekly topic. Thanks again for sharing your time with me. Until next week, take care.